It's morning. It's a show. Sometimes it's about woodworking. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. Well, that guy lied. It's not morning. <laughs> That's right. But it is a show. It is a show. And it's going to be about woodworking. And uh, Like I say, it's morning somewhere. It is morning somewhere. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Mark. And I'm Nicole. And we're going to talk to you about woodworking. We're going to answer your questions. Yep. We're, going to, we're going to answer your questions. Whether you like it or not. And then we're going to answer your questions. <laughs> Shall we get but to it? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah, thank you for joining us. We've got a whole bunch of people. I love that everybody comes in the chat room and says... Where they're from now? Hello from Dayton, Ohio, yeah. Southwest Ohio. Hello from Denver. Hi. Ashburn, Virginia. Let's thank some people. Yeah, Ontario, Canada. I want to thank people who helped us out on yeah. Patreon. That's yeah. patreon.com slash woodwhisperer. Well, we haven't had any patrons on Patreon for a little while. I think Is everybody everybody's switching over every, to I guess to everybody's sw- switching over to YouTube. Or they're switching over to the Cremonas, one yeah. or the other. I don't <laughs> know what's true. going on. Uh, but also, if you want to help support the show, you can do that right on YouTube. Uh, you may not see it on the mobile app, but if you go on the website, You'll see a little join button under there. Uh, it's their whole memberships thing. It's just a way of supporting content creators. And we have two levels on YouTube and like eight levels on Patreon. Patreon allows us to send you stuff. Yeah. It's a little, you can do tangible gifts yeah. and things like that, which yeah. is whatever you want though. Whatever you want. And you know what? If you don't want to do that, just watch the just show. Just hang out with us. That's all we want from you. <laughs> I want to thank Chaz McCready, Seth Bl- Blanick, George Werner, John Vero, Vero, Johnny V. Verot. We're calling him Johnny V. Johnny V. No, I think it's Vero. Okay. Uh, John Spracklin and Robert Fisher. So thank you so much for helping support the show. Those people went to, those were all YouTube people. Those were all YouTube. Who signed up and uh, they'll get some of that extra content. Yep. Some of them will. Uh, also the after show, the which after is a show. lot of fun. Which we talk about other things. Yes. Sometimes woodworking, but sometimes not. Most of the time not. <laughs> uh, what else do you have here? You want to, th- uh, we gotta, you I got wanted, somebody to thank? I personally... Wanted to say thank you to Patrick and Wink, uh-huh. uh, W-I-N-C.com. They are a wine subscription service. So some of you know I am very active on my son's school's PTA. And this year has been very hard on the teachers mm-hmm. and staff every and us, but especially the teachers. Uh, so there I am. Um, they sent me wine for the, I didn't keep any of it. I promise. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it looks like I'm going to, sure, Nicole. but I'm not, but I just wanted to give them a heartfelt thing because I have a feeling we're not giving the wine to the teachers and staff on school grounds. There's actually a park next to the school. Yeah. So we're actually going to be at the park. Cause that's kind of illegal, right? <laughs> well, they have rules for school grounds. <laughs> rules about alcohol in schools. So silly, the idea is they're meeting us off campus yeah. and they will they will have the wine. Huh. Well, so. I don't know. I think it might be pronounced wince because wince. that's what I do when I see this picture, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check out uh, Wink. Is it Wink? Is it Wink? Uh, I, I guess Wink. It's wine with a C. Wince would be a horrible name. W- <laughs> W-I-N-C.com. So I'm guessing it's Wink. There you go. Okay, well, that's great news. Uh, we also just, want to, uh, who is this, Bob? Yes, Little Bob, shout out to Bob. Bob. Bob won one of the, the parcel safety masks, and he sent me a great picture of him and his wife. It's Bob and Karen. And he said, the couple that sprays together stays together. That's true. I've always said that. 
we're going to actually spray as soon as we're done here. Oh, I love it. That's good news. Disney Weather wants to know, do we watch HGTV? Uh, no, we cut the cable years ago. Yeah, we don't have, I mean, I, we could occasion, watch it through the app or something. I'll watch but. it through Hulu on occasion, like House Hunters and stuff like that. But other than that, not really. We used to watch a lot of it when we would move. Like if we were buying a house oh, yeah. when, or if we just bought a house and we're doing renovations. Yeah. If, if you catch us watching HGTV, we're thinking about moving. <laughs> it's actually a very bad sign yes. if we're doing that. Uh, but yeah, it's been a long time, but we used to have a lot of favorite shows. There you go. Shall we get into questions? I think we should. We have quite a few. We had a few come in after you did this, so I'll kind of see which ones you okay. missed. So Ben... Uh, but I, I am pulling... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm pulling questions from... dare you? For, for anyone new, uh -huh. I am monitoring the chat room and I am pulling questions, so don't think I'm, we're ignoring you. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> Ever. Pe people don't like that, Nicole. People don't like it when you interrupt me either. No, but certain other people don't like it when you interrupt me. Okay. It's Benjamin Ackenberg. Ben, one of these days, I will learn how to pronounce your name, my friend. Ackenberg. Ackenberg. Thank you, Ben. Let's say I apply a finish that has some VOCs in it. Uh, that is volatile organic compounds. It's in all the, the nasty schmutz that we often use in finishes. Uh, he says, say I apply a finish that has some VOCs in it, such as Armor Seal. I know when you spray it, you're supposed to apply either in a well-ventilated area or outside. Same thing goes for something like conversion varnish. My question is, how long does one need to worry about VOC off-gassing before bringing items back inside and turning off the heavy ventilation? Is the concern only during spraying and what, while the particles are uh, in the air? Or do you have to worry for X period of time after applying the finish? Uh, I'll tell you, this was something that I offhand wasn't totally sure about. I just did a couple of quick Google searches and found some articles. Uh, a lot of times you'll find articles about this stuff in the world of paints, right? That's where most people are concerned about it. If a house was freshly painted, how long do you have those VOCs off-gassing from, from the paint? From what I understood, it's and this totally makes sense, basically it, it's going to off-gas VOCs until it's fully cured, right? So when we look at a finish, we apply something like a polyurethane. It goes on. It's wet. Then it dries to the touch within a short period of time, you know, four hours, six hours, 12 hours. Even though it's dried to the touch, it is not fully cured. It's that full cure time that really is what's going to dictate how long it's off-gassing VOCs. So it depends on the finish. And a lot of times you may want to look at the manufacturer's details to see, are they saying it cures in a week? Does it cure in a month? And that's generally what I would say the minimum period of time. Now, it could be exacerbated by the fact that you take it into a house that's very well sealed. And I found an article, I'm going to link to it, uh, that makes this whole indoor air quality thing much more complicated. Because even if the stuff has stopped the off-gassing, if you don't have good ventilation or mechanical ventilation in the house, and a lot of modern houses are really well sealed a lot of the VOCs just stay in the space and it actually can affect indoor air quality. So a lot of this is a big, it depends. But just because it is dry to the touch and you're ready to bring it into a house does not mean it is no longer off-gassing VOCs. So something to look into. Great question. Though. I wanted to say hello to Brian Koth. He said, the morning show is now how my 10-year-old twins and I spend Thursday nights before bedtime. They wanted to say hi from Chicago. Hi, Brian's twins. Hello, twins. Aww. How are you? We can't see you, but I'm sure you're adorable. And I'm sure you're listening to your dad and going to bed very calmly. Yes. If not, there's always melatonin. Okay. Uh, Tony Tang says, Tony. 
So I'm making a giant closet shelving set for a client. It's gonna be walnut plywood with eighth inch hardwood edge banding. Some of the shelves are 132 inches in length. That's 11 feet for you normals out there. Uh, there is no way I can get 132 inch edge banding all perfect and I can't transport such long shelves across California. So I'm thinking I have to cut it at maybe 96 and 36 and connect it on site with dominoes or whatever. Do you have any tips for making sure that the edge banding connections come out perfectly? Well, I, th I think I like your idea. The domino is going to be pretty good for aligning shelves like that so that you don't have like a big hump between them. Um, but if you're talking about the edge banding, uh, I don't know that you want to go through this much trouble. I mean, how visible are these things? So if it's a shelf that's maybe a little bit high, you can actually just butt joint and you'll probably be okay. Um, you might find people that if you're really picky about this stuff, like really picky, you might consider a scarf joint. And a scarf joint is basically, think of it like a miter, but if you have two pieces of trim that have to come together, and if you have a very shallow angle that's nice and long, you do the same thing on the other side so that they meet together, what you're doing is taking that glue line and extending it so it's almost along the grain and it becomes almost invisible. Um, so a scarf joint is something that I would suggest if you truly are worried about the overall appearance of this thing, if it's going to be an eyesore. If it's a little bit elevated and you're not really going to see it, I don't think you need to worry about it that much. I got a question here from Eric. I had to ask him if it was a real question because I wasn't, because he did a, like a little silly face. So I was yeah. like, is that a real question? He said, can you make the guild videos a particular project into one full length video as an option to watch in addition to the per chapter? No. Some of those would be eight <laughs> hours would, long uh... and the bandwidth to download that would be Bananas. It would be an enormous file. Um, I think it's just, and that's why a lot of times I will break videos, even if it's multi-part, like the table that's coming yeah. up. There's table, legs, part one, and then part two. Not because I really felt they needed to be in separate videos, but because after 30 minutes, you, you either start to lose the audience. People don't want most people. Obviously, Eric... Eric yeah, wants the Eric, long videos. Eric wants eight hours. But I think if we're if we're being very you know generic about this, I think uh, most people want a shorter bite, and giving them that part one and then part two gives them an opportunity to stop to come back tomorrow and watch the next one. Um, my fear with what you're saying is it's just it's going to be a huge file. The upload will be insane. The bandwidth to transfer the file it would be complicated. It, it can certainly be done, but I don't know that. I don't know. Let me think on that a little bit. If I come around to deciding that other people would really like that, then maybe we'll consider it. You know? Mm -hmm. It's just a big, 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 big that, old that file. Ginormous file. I mean, a lot of times, too, we're talking about six hours of content. Easily. It's a six-hour video. Yeah. And we would probably have to knock the bit rate down to mm -hmm. make it do that, which would lower the to... quality. Lots of people from Missouri are in the chat room. Oh, no. Uh, I'm, I'm writing Are they all typing really slow? Shut up. Sorry. He thinks uh, I talk slow. I've sped up over the years. Hey, everybody. Get out of here. You talk too fast. Your voice coach says you talk too fast. She does. I talk too slow, but I think the two of us together, we've kind of brought each other closer to the middle. Yep, sure we did. So, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Tim's got a good point. He says we need to start offering Blu-rays. Hmm. How do you even make a Blu-ray? I don't know. Physical media is dead. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, where are we? Sebastian Marchand says, uh, la, 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 la. how would you design a knockdown version of your mid-century modern dining table? Uh, so that we'll, we'll put a link in the notes for this. It's, it's called mid-century modern dining table. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He says, would the Festool DF500 connectors be strong enough to connect the splayed legs to the apron? You know, I think so. Those connectors are really strong. 
Um, but the connectors are not meant to be used alone, or at least I think to best effect, they are used in combination with dominoes. So what you might do is have one connector, and we're just talking about a small joint, one connector and one domino in the same joint. You glue the domino, let's say into the leg half, you do not glue it into the apron where it makes the connection, right? So when you bring those two together, you have a full uh, size domino in there. And the only thing that the DF500 connector is doing is pulling the joint together. I mean, it's, it's providing structural support too, but it's basically doing the same things that your clamps would do. And it's holding it nice and tight without glue, right? So that would probably be a feasible solution. And I think the domino connectors are insanely good. My son mm -hmm. sleeps in a bed every night that was constructed with domino connectors. Mm -hmm. So. Uh Nick Mantry wants to know if, he said, my wife wants to know when you're planning to do a quilting live stream, no offense, Wood Whisperer intended. How dare you? Never. The quilting world, oh my goodness. <laughs> I would not be good enough. They're vicious. I, They're there was, vicious. There was one post that came across on Instagram. This woman was laying into t-shirts, t-shirt quilts. Yeah. Like how awful they are. And that's all I do. I do... I do scrap quilting. I like, that's what I like. That's what, you, that's what got there's, you into it. There's meaning behind it for mm -hmm. me. But there are a lot of women that, that's not quilting. Yeah, you said <laughs> his... making blankets. A, a perfect dad joke. Uh, you said his name was Mantry. Did I? Where do little boys come from? Where do little boys... Uh, let's make this better. Where'd, where... Let's do, just move on. Just, just move on. And I think his name is Matney. Matney, sorry. Yeah, there's, which is why I feel we can make jokes about it. So that's yeah, not I'm actually so, his name. I will not. I do my quilting for me and my family and my friends. I don't even like to to like charge for a quilt. That it just is not. Where do little boys grow into be men? The man tree. On the man tree. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I love how you try to process that so much. <laughs> that was so much more important than what oh you were talking God. about. Okay, Benjamin Bodner, Doctor Esquire. Uh, I'm finishing a chest of drawers with uh, General Finishes Endurovar. Uh, it's water-based. It's walnut, so I'm not using a color conditioner like you used on the chest of drawers videos. Do you recommend raising the grain with plain water before applying the first coat of finish, or should I go straight to the finish and sand after the first coat? You know, you could do either, Ben. Uh, a lot of times, though, you know, you can dilute that finish a little bit, right? So if you put a little bit of water in there... Um, I actually like that as a solution. So I've done this in the past where people are like, oh, pre-raise the grain, then apply your first coat of finish. Even when you pre-raise, you still sometimes get some raised grain when you actually flood on a real coat of finish. So it had occurred to me in the past when I've done water-based projects, why not actually put a little bit of water in the finish, dilute it down, right? So it's almost like an initial sealer coat and spray it with that. Because then you actually get a little bit of finish on the surface. You're, when you sand it back to smooth it, you're not removing all of the finish. So you actually kind of have a pre-seal. You have your first coat. And I think with that first coat of diluted finish on there, it's less likely to raise again when you put on a second coat of full strength finish. So I actually like where you're going with that. I would probably just dilute it maybe 10%, spray it like that, give it a good liberal coat, and then sand it back and then proceed with your coats for there. Uh, Mark Rayner wants to know, does the afternoon evening show require the same amount of coffee as the morning show did? Absolutely not. No coffee. I just have water in my little <laughs> Yeah, I don't here. think uh, I don't think coffee at this time of day would be very bad for me. Yeah. I would be up all night. Up? Up all um, night. Remember that? I certainly do. USA. Uh, what was her name? Um, that the she was like a blonde chick, right? She was blonde. She had that ratty yeah. hair. Yeah, USA up all night. Uh, all night. What the heck was her and name? And that's where I got exposed to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, that's where I got exposed to a lot of other things, Nicole. <laughs> uh, Seth Downs. 
has a question. He says, I do a lot of wood turning and have been converted by Mark to natural oil finishes like Rubio or less expensive oils like Danish oil or even tongue oil. Obviously with wood turning, there is a big variety of end grain and side grain. Is there a good technique to get a uniform gl uh, gloss and finish across the wide variety of wood grain? Well, on a turning, it's a little bit trickier. I mean, when, when we're talking about furniture pieces and we have faces and edges, uh, you can sand the end grain a little bit more so that it doesn't quite absorb as much finish and that can help you get a little bit more of an even appearance. Um, I think when you're sanding, you know, if you're sanding a turning, you are switching grain as you go around. You don't have any sharp defining lines between your grain types. So I think it just comes down to using a good high grit, sanding it nice and consistently. If you're using oils, you're probably never going to get a consistent, absolutely consistent look because the oil just absorbs and then you're left with whatever kind of matte satin at best that you can get. And you're certainly going to see a little bit of a difference there. But I think generally speaking, most finishes, this is just a number of coats issue. Uh, so if you are going to use something like a Danish oil, two or three coats, um, once you fully seal and you actually start to build a finish on there, uh, you can start to see some of those irregularities in the surface kind of go away and it starts to look like an even layer of finish. But again, with an oil, straight up oils, and possibly even with Danish oil, which isn't really meant to build a thick film, um, you may still see some of that uh, with those materials. Switch to a lacquer, no problem, right? Rhonda Shear. There you go. The answer is Rhonda Shear. Good old Rhonda. I just went on Wikipedia. There were, there were three. Gilbert Godfrey was the original host. Oh, that's right. And then it was another woman, and then Rhonda Shear is who yeah. I remember, who I grew up with on that. <laughs> um, we got a nice super chat from Boil Maker, Boil, Boiler Maker, Boiler Maker Woodworking, Woodworking Company. Company. He said, happy Thursday, y'all. Sounds like a fun place to work mm -hmm. at the, the Boiler Maker. The Boiler Maker. Uh, SkewTube says, do you plan to change your name to the Wood Whisperer or the Wood ASMRer to keep up with the times? It does seem like that's like a thing, like especially on TikTok, half of the woodworking videos are tagged with ASMR. Mm. And I, and it's funny because I guess, can any sound be an ASMR? No. If I just fart in a microphone, no. would that be ASMR? No. Do you have ASMR? It would be ASMR. I, so I, I get it. I, I call them brain bubbles. Yeah. They have like little bubbles in my brain. Sure. Um, do you ever have that? Never. So combing hair for me You get is, brain freeze and I don't get that either. Yeah. So combing hair for me is AM, AMSR. No, no. Not AS, like that. ASMR. A comb. An actual comb. These are like... These no, are like that's not a comb. Italian sausage combs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it has to be like a like a big brush. Yeah. Like with the thing. Sure. How about my beard? Absolutely not. Okay. You are no fun tonight. But everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody has a different kind of thing. Um, some people like whispering. I can't stand that. Yeah. So, anyway, moving okay. on. <laughs> Give me a little education on what AMS, ASMR is. <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, Ben's Woodcrafts says, I have seen woodworkers with multiple types of sanding equipment machines for flat surfaces and others that hug every curve, both interior and exterior. Other shops have only a random orbit sander and a combo belt disc sander. If money and space weren't an issue, what type of sanders and sanding machines would you want to have in your shop for fine woodworking? All right, well, what I have now is pretty close. I like having a drum sander. I like having an oscillating spindle sander. That was huge. Uh, that was one of the first non-handheld sander devices that I thought was worth buying, oscillating spindle sander. If you do a lot mm -hmm. of curved work, they're great. Uh, trying to think what else I have over here. Disc sander, I have a combo belt and disc sander. I don't use the belt, only the disc. So I think if I could like redesign all this and just pick brand new and budget wasn't a concern, 
I probably would go with a wide belt sander instead of the drum sander. Drum sanders are fine, but I think if you get a big heavy duty wide belt sander, you don't have to wrap the stupid sandpaper around the drum. Uh, I would love one of those. I would also like to have some kind of an edge sander, right? So um, those big long belt sanders, uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like a bit, The thing is they take up a huge amount of space, horizontal space, and that's why I don't have one. Um, but those are great, just kind of touching up the side of a leg or something like that so you don't have to, to sand that surface. Those would be great. I would like a disc sander, but not a little baby 12-inch one. I want like a 20, 24-inch disc sander, something big and beefy, like a real big one, the, the kind that spin and then spin for two hours after you turn it off. And uh, let's see what else. I think that might be it. Yeah, large disc sander, wide belt sander, and a large horizontal belt sander. I might even be getting the name of that wrong, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, got a nice compliment here from Mark. Sorry. Weeda? I like him already. <laughs> With a K. Oh, well. Sorry. He said, hello from Cutstown, Pennsylvania. Cutstown? Uh, finally get to actually watch live, not record it. Mark is fantastic with his work. Learn more from your channel than I did from school. Wow. Well, that's great. Yeah. What terrible school did you go to? <laughs> that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. He's talking about high school. Okay. They, they cut the shop program. <laughs> yeah, no one teaches shop anymore. Therefore... There was zero education in woodworking. You get to go to the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate the kind words. Um, I am actually out of oh, uh, I have questions. Lots of, I have lots of questions. Go to the bottom so I know where you left off. I left um, off with Ben's wood, Woodcrafts. Okay. And Seth uh, Question from um, Will. Any plans will be at IWFF, IWF in Atlanta this year? No. 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 I think we've already gone on record yep. saying this is not our year. Nope. Not this year. Bruce wants to know any recommendations for a finish in a high humidity location like Southwest Florida. Let me tell you about Florida. When I would travel there for work, mm -hmm. the plane would land, the door would open, and it was like walking through water. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, you know, high humidity, this is something, I, you didn't say whether it's outside. I'm assuming if you're talking about that, it's probably outside, but also in Florida. I imagine it's pretty humid in your homes too, even with the AC on trying to get that uh, moisture out of the air. Uh, if, if you're really worried about that humidity having an impact on things, there's always marine varnish, right? Go down that path of marine products. These are products that even if you're just doing like a film finish on the inside of a house, if you want that flexibility, that's what the marine products are there for. They are more flexible finishes. They could take a beating. Uh, you don't have to use them full strength and get, you don't want to make necessarily make it look like the, you know, a railing on a boat necessarily. Um, you might just want to thin it out and you can do that. And you can mix some of that with other types of um, finishes if it's all oil-based, let's say. Um, so you could add a little bit of that marine varnish or spar varnish to get that flexibility that you might need with humidity. So um, that would be where I would say to look, but I mean, it also just depends if you're doing interior furniture. I don't think you need to necessarily go into marine varnish. Um, you could just use regular stuff, but outside, you know, that might be something to look into. And then of course, all the um, penetrating oils. That's what I'm, you know, we don't have a humidity issue here, but we certainly have a UV issue. Um, so I use pretty much penetrating oils, excuse me, hard wax oils and things like that, uh, that don't build a film um, because I find that easier to repair. I have a, a video that we just did on outdoor finishes um, that kind of shows you my current perspective because I feel like this is always evolving. So don't, right there, how I make is asking me a funny question. How I made. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
Do we accept cryptocurrency for donations now? I asked you three years ago. He's I, like, do you accept it now? I wish I would. So here's, so I got my second <laughs> COVID vaccine shot and I had the weirdest fever dream that night about cryptocurrency. And I was trying, I went, I traveled back in time and I was trying to buy Bitcoin and Doge, Dogecoin. And I was like desperate to yeah. buy these things. So it's funny that you ask. I don't have a way of accepting those donations, but man, I I'm would. Gonna, I'm going to start mining with I my would, 30, I would 90. take a Bitcoin right now. Here's a Bitcoin, Nicole. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind accepting Bitcoin as payment. How would we do that? I have no idea. Yeah. I'll find I, out. I don't even have any Bitcoin. I know. So and then know? We'll, we'll set it up and he'll go, oh, it's too expensive now. I'm not going to send you a Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, Zane has a question I got from the chat here. What sort of wood would you recommend for a bathroom vanity? Uh, hard or soft? What would be the best finish? There is no best finish. I mean, if, if my previous answer on the outdoor finish in Florida doesn't kind of give you a clue that it's, uh, it, it really just depends. And even when you have finishes that a series of finishes that all could potentially work. It depends on what you want out of it and what you want this thing to look like. Um, I can definitely answer definitively. I would almost never choose a soft wood for anything. You know what I mean? Like if I had to choose between hard and soft woods for something that I wanted made out of wood, um, I might pick a soft wood maybe in an outdoor structure situation, maybe like Western red cedar. That might be the exception. But if we're talking about an interior piece, I would absolutely say some sort of hardwood. And I think you'll be happier with that. Um, but, uh, but again, as for the finish, go back to the answer that I just said about marine varnishes. You could use those inside if you need to. Um, but, you know, the, the thing is with a vanity, while it does get wet, unless you guys are really messy, um, it's not going to be like soaked all the time. A lot of times it gets a little bit of water on it. You wipe it up and it's done. Um, so you can get away with using any kind of a film finish there that you would really want. But again, there are other finishes that are less heavy duty, but easier to repair. And that might be worth your consideration. I can tell you right now, I'm not great at asking or answering what's the best finish mm. questions. That's a hard question. Cause there's so many variables. It's like, what's the best dinner? <laughs> well, no, it's totally really? like that. Is it yeah. Very... It depends on what you want to eat. It depends on what you think tastes good. And it depends on what you have in the fridge. Okay. It is the same thing with wood, with wood finishing. There's very rarely a best finish for anything. Uh, Skew Tube wants to know what kind of wood did Daryl use on his Fremont? Sapile. Sapile. Yeah, I think he's pretty much using Sapile on everything okay. these days. I got a question here from Dice. Dice R. I'm a little new and I saw your Lumberyard video from a while ago, 2006, that was a is little, a while ago. Uh, that qualifies as a while. Have you thought about doing an update to that? Just to do the same thing and look a lot older? <laughs> so we could tell, so people could tell us how old we look? Yeah, they'd be like, so I went to the hot lumber girl. They'd be like, uh, she's not a girl anymore. Yeah. She's, I wasn't a girl then. Yeah, but you played one well. Mm, yeah. I think you could pass it off, though. Mm. I don't think I could pull it off. I'm the kind of guy that yeah, now you could not pass I now look like I should know what I'm doing right, at a lumber right, place, right, right? Right, right? Back then I was like, you know, who's this, you know, skinny hairless kid? Yeah, with a soul patch. <laughs> yeah. So in 2006, I'm the guy that they that start was, asking uh, questions to because I'm standing around is that doing 16 nothing. years now. Yeah, what kind of update would you like? You know, yeah. you want the same thing? You want uh, the information still good? Yeah. But like, I, I've had people ask for that, and, and maybe you guys can help me understand what. 
you would be looking for out of this? Is it simply to, you don't want me to recreate what we did. You just like, if the topic is buying lumber and here are some tips and tricks for doing maybe that. Maybe rewatch it with a fresh set of eyes and see if you could shorten it, maybe. But I've had people ask for like the cutting board or joiners jumping, some right. of those earlier things. So are you looking for me to take that same topic and rehash it now with modern tech and all this other stuff? Or are you looking for me to actually recreate the video? I want you to TikTok it. <laughs> You want me to do it all vertical? <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Just kidding. We won't do that. I, but seriously, I am uh, I'm very curious what you guys are looking for when you're saying, can you redo it? I mean, the bitrate is pretty bad on YouTube. It was okay on Amazon, but, but you the can't thing get is, it on Amazon If we tried anymore. to pull off a skit like that or something like, like now, yeah. it would just be hilarious in its awfulness. Yeah, cringy. I, I mean, would yeah, but, but it was cringy before. Yeah, it's no, just cringy for else, different reasons. And nobody else was doing it then. Yeah, that's right. So nobody else was being as cringy as everybody we were. was just thankful they got some woodworking content. <laughs> Seriously, when we started doing the wood whisperer, yeah, yeah. Um, there was n nothing, <laughs> nothing. Actually. John's got a good point. He says, do it where Mark is the salesperson and Nicole is looking for info on lumber prices. <laughs> yeah, and we can make it really current and just have Nicole go on a, a, a rampage and share a bunch of memes about how expensive wood is. Oh my God. Because <laughs> that's not oh happening. God, those memes are horrible on Facebook. Yeah, okay. Uh, what else we got? I got a question here uh, from Larry. Larry? I recently picked up a... Venar 3018 CNC. What's your thoughts on it? <laughs> he doesn't know. Who is this? Uh, Larry. Larry, are you new to the show? <laughs> I know next to nothing about CNC. Yeah, he only has one CNC, and that's a Powermatic CNC. I have a Powermatic CNC. I know the, the very basics of it. I've mm -hmm. done a number of things with it, but um, I kind of just... I kind of know enough to get myself in trouble. And when I have things I don't know how to do, I have John do it. Yeah, right. So I'm not the guy to ask about CNC, dude. I, I just don't, um, I don't I follow that world very closely. I'm sure there's a CNC channel. That oh, there's plenty of CNC channels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't remember their names. <laughs> but they're out there. Maybe the chat can help yeah, you. Yeah, the chat can definitely Larry. help. Larry. Uh, Michael Clark wants to know, what about putting the videos on a flash drive? Which I kind of like that idea. What? Have that as an option as, when you check out, you know, 10 bucks for a flash drive. Do you remember when I said earlier that physical media is dead? Right, but it's, some people have really bad internet connections. What? I need to know why. With why? The guild. Is it because people don't want to download everything? Is it an internet yeah, yeah, connection yeah, problem? Yeah, yeah. So, like, for instance, that a, huh. it was a number of years ago, I got an email from a, a captain on a submarine, and he, he's like, it Sounds like there, a dream that you may have had. He it, it, was a, it was a captain, there was a submarine, then a clown he, walked in. He was going out. He was riding a unicycle. <laughs> he was going out on the boat with his crew. Yeah. And he said, is there any way I can get the catalog? He said, Arr, do there be any way I can get the catalog on a USB so drive? So I did it. I, it was like a hundred and, uh, yeah. it was like a hundred plus gigs of data and I put it on a flash dive and I sent it to him. That would be tough to, to like manage the inventory on that. But I think if someone were to request that, yeah. we could probably make it happen. I think it would you know, be like kind of cool because it's just like a little tiny flash yeah, dive. If you bought a project and you're like, I can't download all this. I, I have a, a satellite internet yeah. connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we know what satellite it is. Shoot us an email. We'll, we'll yeah. help you out. Yeah. You know, we should be able to do something. I just don't know it's gonna, if it's going to be a product we're going to ever right. produce. 
But I do think it, it's something that we could potentially hook you up with yeah. if you need that kind of service. Especially if you're a captain on a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Radar, the wood turner, wants to know if you do if you will do a wood turning video. Hey, you should check out our website. Dude, where you been? I've done like two of them already. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you go to our website, even on the YouTube page, and you search our videos and just look for wood turning, you'll find a few. Wood turning. Let's I've see how done, many come up. I've done it a couple times. Anyone who sticks around the Wood Whisperer long enough realizes that I'm just not big on turning. It, you know, I have a beautiful it big lathe. come up. I know you turn. Just say turning. Just turning. Yeah. The reason I have a big, giant, beautiful Powermatic lathe is because my good buddy Ashley comes yeah. to my shop periodically. So we, even had, we have episode 150, Bowl Turning Tools and Techniques with David Marks, who is an amazing turner. And then there's me turning a tool handle. Tool, tool handle. There's the turn box. Ashley doing a, a finial. Yep. Um, and there's but, a few guild projects where I've done turning. Remember when you turned the vampire stake for our friend Sean? Yeah. He was doing an auction and he And was, then how about the spinning top with that dude? I can't remember his name. Yeah. But uh, and yeah, we have a few videos. It's not always gonna be me. Yeah. In, in front of the lathe or behind the lathe? What would it be? Behind the lathe? Um, so yes, that said, I know my limitations. I don't love turning. So when I do have to teach turning, I generally will go to people who know what they're doing. Yeah. And that's why we work with Ashley. So I, I put the link in the chat of, of what I'm referencing. Um, we have a search on the website that you can say just the videos uh -huh. and it'll show you all the videos. Mm -hmm. Though I don't know why pencil holders is showing up with turning. I have no idea. I know. There's a few that may not apply. Maybe the search. Oh, I like the classic picture frame. Why right. is that Why showing is that up? Why is that showing up? That's weird. It could just be a keyword. Yeah. We use the word turning. Turning. Not referring to the lathe. All right. So you stopped um, with, I got a question here from Ross. He said, I yep. blew my budget on a stupid table saw and now I can't make anything because who can afford Festool writing notebooks? What, I'm telling you, man. What is your favorite color to paint? To paint? Veneered walnut. Typically, I'm a fan of chartreuse, <laughs> if I'm going to go with a color, uh, uh, possibly indigo. Uh, Ross is referring to Mark's Instagram story that he did today, <laughs> if you're wondering. He did it like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody had asked him where he had gotten his Festool notebooks, and so Mark showed it off in the stories, if yep. you're curious what Ross is referring to. Look, Ben knows what's up. He's like, look, there have literally been pairs of videos. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say I don't I don't do turning videos. Oh, I know. Come uh, on. Chuck Thompson, I am six foot five and my shop is six foot my shop is six foot seven floor to bottom of the joist. That sounds really unfortunate. I would be so claustrophobic. Yeah. Uh, putting, that's, a, that's a big boy in a small room. Um, putting in a ducted dust collection would be difficult. Yeah, no not kidding, man. Impossible. My one and a half horsepower just can't keep up with my 1940s era five horsepower planer and jointer. Yeah. Am I crazy to be thinking of upgrading to a five horsepower dust collector collection motor and a comparable sized impeller? What's an impeller? But only use, that's the fan ah. inside it, but only use a single six inch flexible hose to all my machines. Yeah, I think when you go to a, a unit that powerful, for instance, I've got a five horsepower, um, the, one of the first stops on the way on this journey to all my different tools is the drum sander 
and that is a gate that is always open, almost always open. Uh, if I open maybe two, or, and I also have an electronic gate system, if I have more than two tools open, it will then close it. But minimally, that thing is always pulling air. I would be a little bit worried about air starving and uh, possibly causing some problems if you really limit that sucker down to one single connection. That said, uh, why can't you do uh, maybe a splitter, you know? So you have two, and maybe you don't have to disconnect every single time. Maybe a tool that you use quite frequently, you can kind of keep it set up all the time or most of the time, and then have one that just branches off of that that you could take elsewhere to some of the other tools. That might be a, a good solution. Um, I don't know if it, how, how big it is and whether you're going to be tripping over the, the, uh, the hoses or not, but something to think about. Uh, Zaynas uh, has a question. What sort of wood would you recommend for a bathroom vanity? We just asked that question. Oh, sorry. Oh, you threw it up. Yep. I already got it. Uh, Nick said he's having a hard time deciding if he should purchase a DeWalt planer or a Dado blade set and an Anchor 1000 HD first. Any suggestions? Isn't that like... Well, hold on. If you don't have a planer, get the planer. Yeah. Right. I, 100%. Um, for me, milling my own stock is huge. Being able to resize stock easily is huge. If you don't have a planer, get the planer. I think the sled and the dado, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're going to want things like that in the future, but you can build a sled. You don't need to buy one, and you will eventually need a dado stack. Uh, but I don't think you need a dado stack as much as you need a planer, unless you are doing just lots of plywood work. Then you might not need the planer in the way that I would need a planer. <laughs> that makes sense? Scott Morris wants to know, <clears throat> what's the next Nicole Beginner woodworking project? I want to know, too. I don't know. We're still knocking some ideas back and I, forth. I uh, have, like, a little um, bathroom thingy that yeah. we could maybe do. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Coastal Concepts has been following you for a long time. What made you haul A-double-S-S, A-double-S, A-double-S from Joycey? Joycey. Uh, work. Yeah. Yeah, I graduated, I graduated college and uh, couldn't get a job on the East Coast because there's a lot of old, big tech companies out there. And biotech, just hard to get into without like a PhD. And uh, California had all the startups. And my brother lived in the San Diego, LA area. So it was kind of a natural fit to be able to go out there. And um, yeah, so I just upped and left and got a job. Actually, I went out there with a, all I had was an interview set mm-hmm. up. Uh, we got an apartment and thank goodness I got the job. <laughs> it was awfully risky. Yeah, it was. But you know, I had mom in my corner. Yeah. So she was paying the, the, <laughs> paying the rent for a little while. Uh, we had a super chat from Mark, Mark Weida. Thank you, Mark. And he says, by the way, the last name is pronounced with a long I. Therefore, it would be Mark Weida. Weida. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Mark with a K. Uh, Woody Bowie wants to know, I have a bunch of wenge I'm going to make into a coffee table. Any suggestions on My a condolences. nice... <laughs> on a nice compilation wood for the legs. I want... Something a little bit more exotic. Well, hold up. You have a table out of wenge. Yeah. And you want something a little more exotic Wenge's for the legs? Pretty exotic. How much yeah. more exotic Ebony, can you get, ebony? man? Get some ebony. <laughs> uh, you know, when you have a full piece made with wenge, it gets a little bit difficult because wenge to me is the accent species. I would I would build with something else and then accent with wenge. I wouldn't if I if you're asking me you know, my opinion, if I were designing this thing, I would go with something else and use the wengi as the accent. Um, making an entire table out of wengi, but you want to make the legs out of a different species, I'm going to have to tell you that I don't think that's going to look very good. Even if I told you a complementary species, I don't feel like that's going to look great. 
Because as soon as you finish the wengi, the wengi becomes this dark, chocolatey, almost ebony-like in appearance. Um, it, depending on what you use for your finish, all those light brown streaks that you might see in your wenge boards that you like, they go away uh, as soon as you hit them with like an oil-based finish. So maybe also practice your finishes and make sure, make sure you get the appearance you want out of it because it may also darken up so much that you go, oh, maybe I don't like that. Um, I would encourage you to maybe flip the color scheme. Go with something else, use the wengi as the accent. Um, but I'm, I'm honestly not keen on the concept of a coffee table with different colored legs. Mm -hmm. It maybe it's just a personal um, a personal opinion. Chat room, you guys, you have a different opinion on this. Please let them know. I'm just one person and one data point. I don't think that would look very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, you'd have to convince me to to recommend you do that. It's a terrible answer. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's not what you wanted to hear. <laughs> but I'm here to tell it like it is. <laughs> I tell it like it be. Uh, he said. Oh, somebody said use zebra la zebra wood for the legs. To answer the question then, yes, that's a, that's a pretty good yeah. pairing. If you're going to pair them yeah. like that, I still don't think it's going to look good. It's mm. going to look like something weird. Unless you have like exotic zebra carpets and rugs, and this is mm -hmm. like, like the room that Ace Ventura walks into with all the dead animals on the wall. <laughs> this is a lovely this room, is of, a death. room of death. <laughs> like if that's the kind of room, then sure, zebra wood, Wange, let's do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult you. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, Morgan Nelson, did you ever make a tutorial video on your pergola? The last time I was able to watch live, you hadn't made a video for it. I don't think you did. You just, uh, you just built it. The pergola ventured into territory of like DIY house projects. I don't touch those. I don't touch those because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> You don't want to hear it. Let's sum it up well, as, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> because you, if, if I show me fixing a little piece of drywall, oh boy, are there opinions about what I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm like any, anybody else as a homeowner. I, I know how to do some things. I could fix certain things. But if I show it in a video, oh, watch out. Mm -hmm. At least in woodworking, I could defend myself most times, right? Mm -hmm. If someone wants to give me crap. But in those ter that stuff, no thanks. So the pergola was a little for fun project that I just kind of did um, in my spare time. I did, the most I did to document it was we took some pictures for social media. Mm -hmm. uh, I got some photos out there, but we never did a video. And I do, I do regret it a little bit because it is a cool project. Yeah, it was it's fun. Be it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, anytime you touch that DIY category, like uh, refinishing my mom's cabinets, yep. It's a constant thorn in my side of uh, really pissy comments. Yeah. You got two questions right there. One okay. and then a super chat. ENZ Print Company? Mm -hmm. ENZ Print Company? Are you familiar with the Performax drum sanders or similar? Uh, belt always tracks in toward the machine. Any tips for adjusting or is this shot? Tried almost everything. Well, if you tried almost everything and you own that tool, you probably have tried more things that I would be even like able to recommend. I did have a Performax back in the day, and Performax used to be, uh, I think Jet used to own the Performax brand. Um, and I did wind up getting rid of the Jet because I had some tracking issues as well. Uh, I can't remember where I went from there. I went from that to, I think, the Supermax brand, mm -hmm. and then from the Supermax to the Powermatic. So I don't have any great suggestions for you, but I know when people have tracking problems with the belt... It's like it either works or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I've heard from so many people who cannot get their, not just Performax or any, any brand in particular. Sometimes you, it's just really hard. Even on this Powermatic, I've heard people cannot get that belt to track. And here's the thing. Mine tracks. 
I ain't touching it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to breathe on it. It works. So I don't really have a striking out here. I don't have a great answer for you. So Woody Bowie, who asked the question about the the wanga, he goes, thanks. (laughs) I feel really bad. (laughs) He made me laugh. Thanks. He made me me laugh. I guess. He's like, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Just let the the trailing dots tell the story. It's like the thanks period after. You're like... Not really what I was looking for. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Uh, um, super chat from uh, Mr. K. Mr. King. <laughs> Just purchased fast food Domino. It's taking some time getting here. Any suggestions on a first-time user? Um, I don't understand the fast food thing. I think Domino Pizza. Yeah, but fast food Domino. I don't know. Well, the, 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 the. I, he just purchased a Domino. No, I understand what he's asking. Food. I'm just trying to figure out the fast food thing. I think it's a play on words. Is he implying that it is cheap and not filling and bad for you? <laughs> Pizzas are very filling. <laughs> uh, okay, so whoops, that's our alarm. We've got to wrap up the show. Um, any tips for first-time user? Okay, I'll give you a couple of tips. I don't actually do a lot of the things that people do with the Domino. Um, a lot of people will rely on certain you know, aspects of it that I, I don't. My, my favorite thing about the Domino is if I have two pieces, don't have an example here, but if I have two pieces of wood that need to go together and I draw, I put them in their position, right? Hold them where I want them to be. I draw lines across that joint. Then I set up the Domino so that it's, you know, middle of the thickness of that joint and I line it up and I plunge. I don't have to use the bigger, wider settings on there. I use the smallest setting on all sides of the joint and I pop those dominoes in there and that thing fits every darn time. Um, that's why I like it. So if you just get that concept of putting a line across your joint and then, you know, plunging into those uh, locations and putting that joint together, that's what makes the domino great. Now, there's a lot of tips and tricks beyond that where people, you know, who really use the domino a lot uh, can take you through that. I think Chris Salamone on Four Eyes Furniture did a video recently on, um, basically on the domino, justifying the domino, but also talking about some of the things that make it, um, how you can make it complicated and do complicated things with the domino, even though it's a simple tool. Um, So look into stuff like that. But ultimately, if you understand that point and shoot, sort of the same thing we do with a biscuit joiner, if you understand that element to it, it opens up a whole new playbook. Everything else that you do with the domino is about the last 10%, right? 90% of it is point, shoot, perfect mortise and tenon joint every time. That's, That's the joy of it. Um, Michael Lusk is in the chat and he had a question if you've ever used, um, hardwood persimmon. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Persimmon. Persimmon. He said he has, um, it's a hardwood grown in the U S it has a big board about two and a half inches thick. Not sure if I'm spelling it correctly. And what is he asking? Um, he's there. Have you ever used it and how was it to work with? Never used persimmon. What is it? A, I guess it's low. Is it a kind of a regional wood? I have no idea. I mean, I've heard of persimmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I've never worked with it. Maybe the chat can help you out. Chat Michael. room, once again. We're going to rely on the chat room a lot tonight. Because mm-hmm. I don't know nothing. <laughs> apparently. That's <laughs> what this comes down to. Uh, Steven is making a set of gates for his fence. What would you re- would you recommend using for him? What would you did you use on our gate? White oak on the little garden gate, the crooked garden gate. Um, we have other gates around the property that were made with Western red cedar. Uh, while it is rot resistant, this goes back to what I said earlier about if I had my choice, most of the time I'm not gonna choose a soft wood that dents very easily. 
um, the gates that we have made of Western Red Cedar are really crappy and they kind of fail over time and I've had to fix them multiple times. So I probably, while I like that for a static structure, you know, like mm-hmm. the pergola, uh, I, I don't necessarily like it for a moving structure. Um, so something like a gate, I probably would in the, when, I, when I had to choose, I went with white oak. Mm-hmm. I think Sapili is one of my other favorite outdoor woods. It works great. It's nice and dense. Looks beautiful. Holds up well. Um, Sapili is a good option too. And there's so many outdoor species you could use, but there's just two. We're doing a quick show. so <laughs> It's only so much time, Nicole. <laughs> I, we uh, just, got a, just got a super chat in from OJ. So nice. OJ, you still playing well. OJ. I fell off the wagon. Isn't his name Brad? I thought it was Bard, Ross, or Russ. <laughs> I know it's one of those. It's Ross. Is it Ross? No, it's Russ. It's Brad. No, it's not Brad. Okay. Uh, what Janet. did he say? Extra time every time. So good. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think we're pretty much done here. Uh, <laughs> Joe got the title today. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Okay. Um, hey, I think we're going to head on over to the after show. That's what we're going to do. If I missed your questions, I do apologize. I try to get as, to as many as possible. Um, and I think hopefully uh, Scott Moore said he just signed up. And he said he went to the community tab and no, nothing was there. Maybe try refreshing your browser. I have, there's a ton of posts there. You should have access to it. Maybe he's on the wrong page. Maybe you subscribe to Cremona. Yeah, you subscribe to that. They get us confused all the time. I don't know why, but it happens. Uh, And if you are a Patreon supporter, you can easily get to the show through the post I put up, but I'll also put a link in the chat room so Mm -hmm. you can easily access it as well. Awesome. there you go. Awesome. Well, hey, have a great weekend. Have a great Friday tomorrow. And um, we appreciate you hanging out with us, watching the show. I guess we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Toodles.